Gambino and welcome to another episode of Leader Fluent. Today I'm excited to talk to you about five signs of a hard worker. Maybe you feel like I'm a hard worker, but I don't know how to get more done. Or maybe you're wondering how to help your team elevate their impact and effectiveness. Whatever the case, this episode of Leader Fluent will help you get better. Hey, before we jump in, let me just say a huge thank you to everyone who has left a rating or review on the podcast. It's so much appreciated, and I hope each episode is adding value to your life and leadership. So thanks for listening, and enjoy this episode of Leader Fluent. and I could sit down for a cup of coffee and I were to ask you, are you a hard worker? I'm confident that you would say yes. In fact, you might even show me your calendar or you might show me your to-do list or even all the things that you've accomplished this week or this month or even through your entire leadership journey. And if you asked every person on your team, are you a hard worker? They would also likely say yes. And then they might even point to everything that they're doing right now, the things that they're getting done, everything they've worked hard to accomplish. After all, let's be really honest, none of us want to admit that we're a slacker or that we're the weakest link on the team or that we do a bad job of managing our time. So that raises a question, and that is, what are the signs of a truly hard worker? I mean, does, does working long hours qualify you as a hard worker or, or maybe the type of work you do automatically qualifies you as a hard worker? Or maybe it's the mental and physical energy you exert that determines whether or not you're a hard worker. All of those things might contribute to what a hard worker looks like, but I believe the true test of being a hard worker isn't just how long we work, but rather how we work. So today I want to share five signs of a hard worker. And I think this will help put things in perspective and help us understand not only how we can become hard workers or improve our efforts at being a hard worker, but also what we can do to help those on our team. Number one is right priorities. You see, a hard worker is not focused solely on getting things done. Anybody can do that, right? Instead, a hard worker is somebody who gets the right things done. In other words, they, they understand their high return priorities, and then they allocate the bulk of their time and energy to those priorities. So how do you do that? How do you establish the right priorities? Well, start by practicing the 80-20 rule. We've talked about this before. The 80-20 rule says that 80% of your outcomes are the result of 20% of your activity. So simply put, if you have 10 priorities, the top two priorities will produce 80% of your results. So identify the right priorities by, by asking yourself, which priorities will give me the highest return on my investment of time? Now, when it comes to leaders, right priorities can be deceptive. And, and the reason is because in leadership, we often confuse high capacity achievers with high capacity leaders, but they're not the same. They're, they're, they're different. You see, high capacity achievers have the ability to get a lot of stuff done, but high capacity leaders have the ability to get a lot of stuff done through others. So whereas achievers focus on doing projects, leaders focus on developing 
people. Therefore, people development is one of their highest priorities. So, if you want to be a hard worker, again, it doesn't start by working long hours. It starts by identifying the right priorities and allocating your hours to those priorities. The second sign of a hard worker is personal initiative. Now, personal initiative shows up when we practice what I call the three P's, and that is to, number one, be prompt. In other words, arrive on time to work, to meetings, to appointments. If you're, if you're continually late, here's what I've discovered. You're probably either overscheduling, oversleeping, or underestimating how much time a task will take. Again, if you're continually late, then you're probably overscheduling, oversleeping, or underestimating how much time a task will take. So be prompt. That's part of what personal initiative is. The second P stands for own problems. Hard workers own problems as they arise, right? They don't point fingers or blame others. They don't say, that's not my job. Instead, when problems arise, hard workers take initiative to solve those problems quickly. And then the third P stands for proactive. Be proactive. One of the hallmarks of a hard worker is that they don't have to be told what to do. They don't sit around waiting for their boss or their leader to tell them, do this or do that. Instead, They've got this intrinsic motivation. They're self-motivated. They take initiative without waiting on someone else to light a fire under them. They have this bias toward action. So take personal initiative. The third sign of a hard worker is quality work. Years ago, Truett Cathy, the, the founder of Chick-fil-A, was sitting in a meeting with uh, Chick-fil-A's vice presidents and marketing team, and they were discussing what they were going to do about a competitor's aggressive expansion plans. And you may have heard the story before, but, but this particular competitor had a goal to have a billion dollars in sales by the year 2000. And so these Chick-fil-A executives were, were asking how Chick-fil-A could get bigger faster. Well, true, Kathy was in the meeting and, and he wasn't saying anything. In fact, he, he kind of looked a little bit... Um, disengaged in the meeting. But after a good bit of discussion among the leadership team, Truett Cathy suddenly started banging his fist on the table. And this wasn't normal for Truett, so everyone immediately stopped talking. But then he said some profound words. He said, gentlemen, I am sick and tired of hearing you talk about us getting bigger. And then he said something that completely changed the course of their conversation. He said, what we need to be talking about is getting better. If we get better, our customers will demand that we get bigger. And Truett's words that day, again, shifted the entire conversation among the leadership team. And the ironic part of the story is that in 1998, this competitor with the aggressive expansion plan filed for bankruptcy. And in 2000, Chick-fil-A hit a billion dollars in sales. Now, that's a perfect example of how hard workers focus on quality work. They have this deep commitment to get better each day. And if you're going to get better and do quality work, it's going to require a growth mindset. It's going to require regular evaluation of what you're doing. It's going to require excellent execution. You see, we often think that, that to do quality work, we have to have what everybody else has. 
but that's not true. Instead of complaining about maybe what you don't have, do the best possible work with what you do have. That's the kind of stewardship that delivers quality work. And that's honestly the kind of stewardship that God tends to bless. The fourth sign of a hard worker is efficient delivery. Now, we've all heard the phrase, work smarter, not harder, right? That's, that's, that's what efficient delivery is all about. It's choosing to wisely steward our time and our talent and our treasure to deliver outcomes in the most efficient way possible. I think one of the best ways to do this is by creating good systems. So, so think about the word system as an acronym that stands for saves you stress, time, energy, money. Saves you stress, time, energy, money. That's what a good system does, right? A good system saves you stress. A good system saves you time. A good system saves you energy. And a good system saves you money. And a hard worker will focus on being efficient in all four of those areas. So let me give you an example. Um, a couple of years ago, Karen and I heard about this great new chicken sandwich that was being offered at a particular fast food restaurant. This isn't uh, uh, this is a different fast food restaurant than than Chick Fil A or or uh, the one that went bankrupt that I told you about just a moment ago. But but uh, this restaurant had this new chicken sandwich that came out, and it was all the rave, right? Everybody was talking about it, how good it was, and uh, so we kept hearing about it, and and we decided one Sunday evening that we were going to try it out, and so. We were on our way home one evening and we decided to pull into the drive-thru of this restaurant to try out the sandwich. And uh, there was a long line in the drive-thru. There was a line of cars that snaked around the building and even went out into the, into the street. And at first we thought, you know, well, this will go quickly. I mean, this is a new sandwich. It's all the rave. Surely they're going to they're gonna have everything, you know, to handle the customers and the demands and everything. Well, they weren't. They weren't ready at all, it seemed like. And so we sat in that drive-thru for an hour. And trust me, we don't normally sit in a drive-thru for an hour. Trust me, we got better things to do. But but you know how it is. Sometimes you get stuck in a drive-thru line and there's like no escape. So we're stuck in this drive-thru line for an hour. And in fact, the car in front of us overheated because they were in line for so long. Okay, that's kind of how bad it was. Well, we finally get through the line and we get our food. And, and here's what we discovered when it was all over. They had a great product, but they had a horrible process. In other words, their system was broken. Instead of a system that would save stress, they were making the situation more stressful for their customers. And instead of a, a system that saved time, the drive-through was painfully long. And instead of a system that would save energy, uh, the long wait was basically zapping everyone's patience. And instead of saving money, they, they weren't making as much money as they could have because they couldn't process the demand of customers that were in line. Well, hard workers focus on creating the systems that will deliver work efficiently. Systems that, again, save you stress, time, energy, and money. Okay, to be a hard worker requires, number one, right priorities. Number two, personal initiative. Number three, quality work. Number four, efficient delivery. And number five, unwavering persistence. 
Author and psychologist Angela Lee Duckworth has done extensive research on the subject of grit, and this is what she observed about grit. She said, grit is passion and perseverance for very long-term goals. Grit is having stamina. Grit is sticking with your future day in, day out, not just for the week, not just for the month, but for years, and working really hard to make that future a reality. Grit is living life like it's a marathon, not a sprint. Listen, hard workers have the ability to stick with something even when that something is hard. They have the ability to persevere and persist. They have grit and they are resilient. So, if they have to put in more hours, they'll put in more hours. If they have to do extra research to figure something out, they'll do the extra research. They don't quit. That's part of what it means to be a hard worker is they don't, in the middle of what they're going through, they, they hold on. They don't quit. So, on a scale from one to five, how would you rate yourself in each of the signs of a hard worker? The first, have you identified your high return priorities? Second, do you take initiative by being prompt, owning problems, and being proactive? Third, do you deliver quality work marked by excellence? Fourth, is your work delivered efficiently and in a way that saves you stress, time, energy, and money? And five, do you have an unwavering persistence to keep going even when things are tough? Those are the signs of a hard worker. Well, I hope today's lesson helps you in your efforts to be a hard worker. In fact, I would encourage you to sit down with your team and listen to this episode together. It will help everyone get on the same page to understand what a hard worker looks like, and it'll create the opportunity for some great dialogue with your team. Well, thanks again for listening, and let me encourage you to stop by stephenblandino.com where you can access some great leadership articles and resources and free downloads. And if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do so today on iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your ratings and reviews. I'll see you next month for another edition of the Leader Fluent Podcast.